Well, we are. It is uh, county election day, and of course, we are very, very uh, blessed to have with us uh, Joe Rocky, who is running for Republican. He's a Republican running for county exec, which is kind of different because every single person I think we've had sitting in this seat, let me think about it, that's running in any of these elections is Democrats. And, of course, that's because the Democratic primary is very, very loaded field in, in, in a lot of the races. And uh, so we're glad to have you. Obviously, it's a tough county, though, if you're a Republican. Well, Paul, first off, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And it is Election Day, so I hope everybody's out there voting, whether it's Democrat or, or Republican today. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about uh, the opportunity to run against whoever the Democratic candidate is. I believe what I offer Allegheny County is an opportunity for uh, leadership of a true executive uh, who will get things done and attack the problems that our county has in front of us. Well, and they, uh, they are apparently many, which... <laughs> I kind of, first of all, uh, full disclosure. I, I'm 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 a libertarian. I'm, a, I'm re I've been registered as either libertarian or independent for 30 years, but I always am amazed that the people who have been running the county for 20 years, running the city for 50 years, every election day are out here telling us all the problems that they have to be solved, and why they're the people to solve it. So it's going to be kind of interesting to get your perspective because, you know what, if there are problems, I can't throw like I threw at Bethany Allen. I can't say, well, it's been your party that's been in charge for 20 years. So it'll be a good, it'll be a good, but it'll be a good hour with Joe Rocky. And I appreciate you coming in. Happy to be here. Uh, the guy that I have with me today, uh, you're probably a little bit less worried about the outcome of today's primary than all of the people on the other side, and of course, I'm talking about them, uh, a Republican, Joe Rocky, running for county exec, and, and um, at least the ballot that I saw, you're the only name on it. <laughs> well, that is correct. Uh, and as I jokingly say, as long as my wife votes for me, uh, I'm, I'm going to be the nominee from the Republican side and have a chance to go against uh, who the Democrats decide today. Well, and here's the thing, um, and this is, a, we're going to get right into it, the reason that probably you're the only guy that wants to try and take this on is because as i said last week this has become a very tough county for republicans and you know there's a, there there's a number of people who believe well you know whoever wins today on the democrat side is going to win in, in november but you don't necessarily agree with that. You think you've got a better message that 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 once you get head heads up with whoever the democrat is that you're going to be able to make inroads in this county I think that's exactly right, Paul. I think if people get to know me uh, and understand what I what I am here for, what I'm trying to do, uh, they will line up behind me. The, at, at the end of the day, the vast majority of this county is in the middle. Sure, we have some people on the far left and we have some people on the far right. But at the end of the day, the majority in the county is the middle. And I think what the middle is looking for are practical solutions that can be implemented by someone who will lead and and work with everyone to get things accomplished. And we have real problems in this county that need to be addressed, and I am here to address them. Uh, you know, I retired from PNC as the chief risk officer back in September, but I didn't retire to stop working. And if you look at my background, I've been doing things for, you know, the people of Allegheny County for my entire adult life, right? So whether it's Catholic Charities, Little Sisters of the Poor, Duquesne University, 
uh, Ronald McDonald House, and 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 more. Uh, the many organizations that if you go look at VoteRocky.com that I've been involved in, they're all about serving and supporting those in need in Allegheny County. And the biggest part of the Allegheny County executive job is to, to help those who have need in Allegheny County, in addition to actually growing the economy, which is the number one job for the county executive, which actually helps bring people out of the need and giving them a future uh, that's bright for them. And then they, they don't have to watch their children leave the county because they can't find a job. They don't have to watch their grandchildren grow up in Tampa while they live here because their child couldn't find a job here in Allegheny County. And so so for me, it's about addressing the problem, starting with the economy and, and turning Allegheny County back to being the prosperous place we all remember from years ago. Yeah, and I think one of the biggest things, uh, Joe, I mean, that's a great place to start. You know, I had Fitzgerald in here. I've had, you know, Fawcett in here. I've had a number of them in here. 50,000 jobs over the last five years have left. And so, you know, it's obviously a problem that needs to be addressed. Uh, Are there, you know, a couple of things that you think that you would be able to implement or the things that you think that we need to do in order to reverse that trend and not just stop losing jobs but gaining jobs? So, Paul, the number one thing we have to do uh, to gain jobs in Allegheny County is use the resources within Allegheny County. And that starts with the clean natural gas under our feet, the water in our rivers, using them in an environmentally appropriate way, but using them and not putting big X's over uh, the use of our natural resources. At a debate we had with uh, the Democrats Every one of the leading Democrats raised their hand and said they would stop fracking in Allegheny County. And nothing will do more damage to our county than not leveraging the assets that we have. They are competitive advantages against the other parts of the country that are trying to get jobs. And, Paul, you certainly know this, but let me just remind everybody, during the pandemic, what we saw was companies want to bring their supply chains back to the United States. And what better place to bring them than Allegheny County, which for all intents and purposes over the last century was the manufacturing headquarters of the country. And so we have the opportunity using our natural resources, using the great people of Allegheny County, the hardworking people of Allegheny County, to bring manufacturing back into this county, which will create good family-oriented jobs, which will create the future for our county. By the way, it will also increase the the tax base of the county, which will help the other part of what the county's about, you know, the county executive and the county government's about, which is providing services for those in need. Yeah, and I think that's the thing that uh, the solution, uh, the solutions have to be like that, pragmatic. But, you know, I think manufacturing, you're right, there are a lot of uh, companies that want to bring their manufacturing bases back to the United States. And and um, I think there's a lot of areas in the county. I think one of the things that's that the other thing is in the county, uh, there are a number of uh, uh, businesses or, or whatever, former businesses that are just empty, right? Um, and of course, some of it is in the city. So, you know, you, you know, I think as the county exec, that's got to be job one. I, I know these all the all these uh, all, all the people on the other side are talking about all these other crazy things, but to me, that's got to be job one. And if you do, and I'll say this, and I'll let you answer, but I believe if you do what you're talking about, bring good jobs back, you know, revitalize some of these, you know, uh, some of these communities by bringing in, you know, uh, companies and jobs and all that other stuff it probably will have an effect on things like crime and the other stuff. 
So, Paul, we can come to crime and homelessness uh, maybe at the next segment. Right, but let right. me just specifically what we need to do to get jobs here. It starts with having pad-ready sites. And, and when I say pad-ready sites, that means us, before a company even looks at Allegheny County, having a place which we've already got it permitted, we've already got roads to it, so leveraging the Biden infrastructure bill to build roads to these pad-ready sites. And having those sites already permitted so we don't get the same thing that happened with U.S. Steel where we couldn't get through the permitting process, we already have the site ready to go, and the only permitting that's necessary is actually building of the building that's going to go on the site. And so pad-ready sites, infrastructure built to get to those pad-ready sites, and then as county executive, I've said this publicly, I will be in 100 companies in my first year selling Allegheny County, selling those pad-ready sites, selling the value of the natural resources we have in this community, selling the hardworking people in this community, executive to executive, and bring, getting them to bring their supply chain or their next line to Allegheny County, which will create those jobs. Yeah, and I think that's that's exactly what the job of the exec is. So we've got Joe Rocky, Republican running for uh, county exec. And we've got him here uh, for the next hour. And, and so we we got a lot of other things we're going to get into. Uh, by the way, if you're out and about, don't forget to vote today. You know, we, 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 uh, we talk a little bit about jobs in the first segment. I'm here with Joe Rocky, the Republican uh, candidate for uh, county exec. We talked about jobs the first, the first uh, segment. And I think that, uh, to me, what's unconscionable is what happened with Amazon out in, like, uh, 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 Churchill, that whole area there, okay? Um, Amazon, uh, Am, I'm sure you're very familiar with the story, but Amazon wanted to go to that old Westinghouse factory that's right there. If you go down the parkway, you see it. It's right there. Um, It's been idle and vacant for, right? Amazon was trying to bring, uh, uh, you know, one of their plants there. People in that neighborhood... And some very high, well-financed union types basically sandbagged it thing and made sure it, it didn't happen. With somebody, with, with Sarah Amarado, with, with Bethany Hallam, with Summer Lee cheering them on, right? Now we get a year later, and Woodland Hill School District, which, is, which would have benefited, I forget what the number was, but millions of dollars from that plant being there, um... Well, the Hill School District has a shortfall and it's probably going to have to furlough teachers and eliminate jobs and all this other stuff. How, how is it that they that people don't connect those dots? And how would you have handled the Amazon situation? Well, so, so let me start, Paul, by saying, because you mentioned unions. My dad was a UAW worker, so I am incredibly supportive of unions. When my dad got sick, if, but for the union, uh, you know, we wouldn't have had health care. We wouldn't have had uh, the opportunity to stay in our home, et cetera. And so uh, so I'm incredibly supportive of unions. But when Amazon, which is one of the largest companies in the world, one of the largest employers in the United States, wants to put operations in your region, you open the door and you welcome them and you give them the opportunity to come in. Once they're here, you have the opportunity to organize labor inside of them. You see that around the country where organized labor is starting to show up in, in various Amazon locations, and Pittsburgh could have been the leader. By the way, Paul, we, we are the birthplace of unions in the United States. And so what better place to demonstrate to Amazon that unions are actually good for them? That having hardworking people who are paid appropriately, you know, get all the benefits that come with being a union, but also 
do the work that Amazon needs to get done, um, that would have been spectacular for our county. We need to, as, as a county, welcome employment, not be enemies to the good jobs that are coming with the, with, with the possibility of expansion. And yes, if, if you live on the street that the plant's going to go on, or if you live on the street where Amazon's going to go, we have to work with those neighbors. I, d- don't get me wrong, but you can't have a neighborhood of 10 houses stand in the way of thousands of good paying jobs, which would lead to thousands of families in Allegheny County benefiting. And by the way, they would all ultimately play taxes in Allegheny County, which will benefit everyone else. So you do have to do the right thing by the people on the street, so to speak. Right. But at the same time, you do not stand in the way of the opportunity for jobs. And back to my point about the unions, what better way to change them than bring them to the birthplace of unions in this country and us show them what unions can do for them? Well, and that's going to be the that's going to be one of your your greatest challenges, I think, going forward from now till November as a Republican, you know, because there's this tribal way that we do things in this country as a Republican making the case to unions and union families that you you're even though you're pro business, you're also you're you're not anti-union. Well, Paul, I I'll start with I'm pro family. Right. right? N- number 1, I think it's very important as I said, when my father got sick when I was 5 years old, I grew up in a home that didn't have a car most of my youth, at times didn't even have a television, right? But but for that union, we wouldn't have had an opportunity to be in the home still. My father wouldn't have had a pension. We wouldn't have had health care. You know, I'm an individual who grew up using food stamps. So we've leveraged the county services and the state services. So so I know what it means to be in difficult times. But I also know what it means to have a union behind you and support you. That said, uh, you know, I like to tell people the only R in this race is Rocky. It's not (laughs) Republican. And if you look and, and you only vote because it's a D or an R, then you're doing yourself a disservice. Allegheny County Executive is about the citizens of Allegheny County. It's not about I'm a Democrat, I'm a Republican, I'm a Libertarian, (laughs) or I'm an Independent. It's about who is going to improve the lives of the citizens in Allegheny County. And what better way to do that than to create more family-oriented jobs that lifts everybody? Because, by the way, when you bring in good jobs— you create a demand for an employment, which will cause the companies that are here to have to pay more to their employees as well. So everybody benefits when you expand the economy. That's and that's 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 to me. Right now, you're speaking my language. Now in the next segment, you might not be, but right now, you're speaking my language. We are with uh, a Republican candidate for county exec. Of course, it's election day, so get out and vote. But we're here with Joe Rocky and Joe. One of the largest uh, issues that is facing our county, but in specifically, it's, you know, uh, it, because the city is obviously the hub of the county, is crime and, and homelessness and the open-air drug markets that we see down there, uh, the, the, the tent cities that are cropping up here and there. Um, these are things that, you know, obviously uh, they're a city problem, but they're also a county problem because um, at the end of the day, we want a vibrant city because the vibrant city fuels the county. And also we've got, you know, uh, I, I think the last time I looked, 27% or 26% commercial real estate going empty down there and businesses 
not necessarily sure they want to be down there. So, I mean, it's a lot to unfold, right? But it's all tied together. You know, what what are your thoughts on 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 the that issue in particular? Well, Paul, let me start by saying I've talked about it's about jobs and it's about selling the county. And if you're going to go sell the county executive to executive, as I said I would, um, you know, they're going to bring their families here. They're going to bring their employees here. And they want to come to a safe city where they know their families are going to be safe. And so addressing crime and homelessness are at the top of the list of what we need to do. As I said before, I'm a problem solver. So the first thing we got to do is understand the problems. Well, the problem is crime and the problem is homelessness. Uh, you may know from my background that I was PNC's lead on the opening of Second Avenue Commons, which is the new homeless shelter. Uh, you know, I've learned through that and as well my my role with St. Joseph's House of Hospitality, where I'm the chair of the advisory committee, um, that homelessness is more than just, you know, not having a home. It's about the personal needs of that individual, which causes them to be homeless. And you said it is a county problem. Well, it's a county problem because the county executive and the county services are the health and human services that those homeless individuals need. So the county has to work with the city to make sure that we are addressing the individual needs of each homeless person. For some folks, it's drug and alcohol. For others, it's, it's a, you know, a psychiatric challenge they have. For others, it, it might be a financial challenge. Ultimately, it's a financial challenge for almost every one of them. But at the end of the day, you got to break down the individual's uh, you know, needs and then bring the county services to address those needs directly, right? And so if you do that, then you'll start to get those folks back on their feet and starting to move back up the, the housing chain, right? So you know, St. Joseph's House of Hospitality, which houses 60 men every night, right, is part of that housing chain that people move up, you know, first to the shelters, then to the more permanent places like St. Joe's. And so what we need is people who understand how it works, right, and people who are willing to get into, you know, the detail of what services are we going to bring for each individual. And as I said, my involvement in Second Avenue Commons taught me a great deal about the homeless challenge here in Pittsburgh, and I'm ready to bring that experience to address the problem day to day. And if I can, a second or two on crime, Crime starts with, you know, you've got to address the the minor issues that are occurring. So when we allow juvenile delinquency, when we allow the closing of the juvenile rehabilitation center, and note, I don't say detention center, I say rehabilitation center. A juvenile rehabilitation center is an opportunity to get a child an opportunity to understand what's causing the criminal activity, to address the issue that's causing it, which many times is what's going on in the home that needs, again, those county services that I am suggesting ultimately the county executive is responsible for. So you, know, you got to get the juvenile rehabilitation center back up and you got to start addressing the the smaller things because the smaller things lead to the bigger things. Well, and, and to me, I think one of the biggest issues that we have down there and it's it goes it almost goes under the radar when people say, well, look at the crime statistics. I mean, Pittsburgh, you know, the crime statistics are actually a little bit down. It's like, well, it's because they're not arresting anybody for doing things. But more importantly, the drugs downtown. It makes it not safe for anybody, including the people that are doing the drugs. So that to me is something, you know, it's obviously a very difficult thing for from the county exec seat or even from the mayor's seat, uh, to stop the flow of drugs. But when people are openly using them and openly, you know, uh, uh, selling them, I think that's our our job, or it's 
our county government and our city government's job to stop that. It is absolutely the job of the county government and the city government and the law enforcement. By the way, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm very proudly uh, uh, the FOP1, which is the Pittsburgh Police Force, has endorsed me. So I'm, I'm, I'm aligned with law enforcement and very supportive of law enforcement. But law enforcement has, in many ways, been handcuffed. They've been told uh, not to address the minor crimes. When they do arrest someone, the courts are in a situation where they don't have a place to put the person. You've heard of all the challenges we have at the jail. We've talked about the Rehabilitation Center for Juveniles. If, if, if you don't give the judges an opportunity to actually give someone a place to go, you know, Paul, you're very familiar, I'm sure, with the story of the 14-year-old who got sent home after trying to, to, to shoot somebody. The gun jams. Right. That same 14 year old, all the judge has available to them is to put an ankle bracelet on that same 14 year old with the ankle bracelet on ultimately goes and shoots the individual they attempted to shoot a couple weeks earlier. Two lives destroyed. The, the, the 18 year old who is no longer with us and the 14 year old who is now going to look at the rest of his life in incarceration. We have got to address the issues immediately we, we we cannot allow you know focusing on drugs you can't allow market square to be a place where open drug trafficking is occurring right and by the way the way to address that isn't to shoot people out of market square so they go to another part of the city it's to arrest the people doing it yeah. right and hold them accountable yeah no there's no question about it but uh unfortunately um cops <laughs> for whatever reason in recent years have not been allowed to do these things and and it's not good and obviously you know Fitzgerald to his credit has you know offered the county police to help and and, and things of the such um and and so hopefully you know the next the next wave of, of you know politicians uh sort of get a handle on this thing we've got one more segment here with uh, Joe Rocky county exec uh candidate Republican county exec candidate and you know, again, I will say this. Uh, before you got started, I thought this guy has no shot of winning the with the winning this thing just because this county is so blue. But you speak the language of most people that I know in this county. That's and that's the case you made at the start of this thing is that hey, I, I I'm I I speak the language of most of the people in the middle, and I think you do. I think most people want to hear what you're saying. So uh, I. I'm not saying that I still think that you're gonna you got challenges, but I do think that you've got um, the right message. Well, Paul, I appreciate that, and and I, I, again, if it was simple, uh, I, I wouldn't necessarily be doing it. I like to take challenges on in my life. I've done that my entire uh, business career, and and my entire uh, life has been about finding the next challenge for myself, whether it's <laughs> running the next half marathon and trying to beat the time I had the last time. Right, so it is about taking on challenges, but I truly believe that the middle is who needs to be represented in county leadership. And I believe I do represent the middle. And if people are looking for, you know, you know, employment opportunities and growth in our, our prosperity in our economy, if they're looking for crime to be addressed, if they're looking for the homeless issue to be addressed with compassion, then they should be looking at someone regardless of what letter follows their name. They should be looking at a pragmatist who can actually implement solutions. Because that's what we need. We've spent, you know, as you said, since 1933, since a a something other than a Democrat has run the city <laughs> of Pittsburgh, right? Um, so it's it's about practical solutions. By the way, we've had some incredible mayors during that time. But every one of the great mayors we've had were practical people. Like, you know, Caligiuri was a practical individual getting things done, 
right? But we need to make sure we have practical execution of good ideas. And my commitment is, is, you know, I don't claim to have all the ideas. I'll listen to all the ideas. But when we decide what we're going to do, it will get done. It will get implemented. You know, uh, one of the concerns that, uh, well, your opponents are going to continue to hammer away is the environmental stuff. Um, like you said, they're anti-fracking and, you know, clean air, clean water, which is all important stuff. Um, but they've made it seem like you can't have business and environmental protection. Um, you know, the, the the cracker plant out there in Beaver County is a big, uh, big, uh, I don't know, big part of their, their scorn or whatever. Um, what is your answer to that? So, so Paul, first off, um, I, I am environmentally conscious. I support uh, that, you know, the, the, the world needs to get greener. We need to be responsible relative to the environment. Uh, that said, uh, you know, the laws and regulations set by the federal government and the state government are designed to allow us to operate businesses, you know, as long as we stay within the regulations that are there. And what better place to be doing manufacturing than in the United States where we have the toughest regulations, where we have the toughest environmental standards. And what better natural resource to use than natural gas, which, by the way, the vast majority of the reduction in greenhouse gases in the United States is because of the use of natural gas. And when we make something in western Pennsylvania with, with natural gas, we are actually bringing business back from China where it's being made in coal fire plants. And what I understand about the environment is it's a global issue. And so when we use natural gas, we make the world greener, which is good for the entire environment because we reduce the greenhouse gases which are coming out of China and other places around the world. And my last comment uh, about the environment is, who would you rather have selling natural gas to Europe? Russia and Putin or Western Pennsylvania? Would we rather create wealth in Western Pennsylvania by using our own natural gas and shipping it to Germany and France, or would we rather have it be the Russians and funding a war with the natural gas that Germany's buying off of, of Putin? So there are so many reasons to use the natural gas, but they can be done in an environmentally friendly and, and might I say, actually improving the environment by doing things in Western Pennsylvania and we seem to have lost sight of that. Well, and that's that's a big that's really a big talking point of them is the fracking is all fracking is bad, and we're going to we're going to ban it and yada yada yada. Um, but to me, there's, they still haven't answered the question that what would you have done with the airport if it hadn't been for the fracking that 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 that, that, that went in there. But uh, well, Joe, obviously, um, you know, it's been a good hour. You've got. Well, like I just said, I think you've got the right message to try and win uh, coming in November. But what next is what is next for you over the next two or three or four months? How do you get this message out? How do you how do you overcome the fact that in a very blue county, you're a Republican and we're very tribal nowadays? And, you know, I'm sure there will be attempts to, you know, uh, paint you as some sort of MAGA, you know, Trump type or whatever, like they, you know, like, like they like to do. How do you overcome all of that and make sure that your message is heard? 
Uh, so the first thing is, is I'm not a MAGA Trump type. So let me just be very clear with that. But but the broader thing is, as we start to wind down here, Paul, is, is that I think if people truly listen to the message, if they truly vote what's in the best interest of Allegheny County, if they don't let, uh, call it West Coast uh, ideology, which does not match the values of Western Pennsylvania, if they, if they let Western Pennsylvanians be Western Pennsylvanians and they vote truly for Western Pennsylvania, they will vote for me. And my mission over the next six months, actually, you said the next two or three, but it begins today, but it really goes all the way to November, is to get people to understand that you're not voting for an R, an I, a D, or, or an L for Libertarian. You're voting for your county. You're voting for what's best for you, for your children, and for your grandchildren to give them a future in this county. And that is what I will do. I will, I will create jobs. I will address crime. I will deal with homelessness in a compassionate manner. I will make sure the county services, which are mostly about health and human services, are delivered in an effective manner. And I will continue to move us in a positive direction and stop the decline and decay that has gone on for the last 20 plus years. Well, he's Joe Rocky. He's a Republican candidate for county exec. Uh, the one guy running for county exec today that probably doesn't have a whole lot of sweating to do like the rest of them on the other side. But and then the race begins. And so hopefully, Joe, you'll come back throughout the, the course of the summer and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be able to do this again. Happy to do it, Paul. All Thank right. you. Best of luck.